Welcome to the Get Families Talking podcast with Hafsha, your host. Join us as we introduce various guests with exciting discussions to stimulate different generations of families into conversation. When we start, families listen. When the listening stops, that's when families get talking. Listeners, what a busy, busy, busy week it has been. What with Talk Money Week this week, last week we had Get Parliaments Week on, and oh my goodness me, Hofsha at Get Families Talking is exhausted. How are you there? That's the most important thing. How are you, my lovely listeners? Are you well? Have you had a good week? And obviously, with Talk Money Week. Have you been able to get some conversations going? I hope you have. Hope you've been able to talk about something to do with money, whether it's to do with savings, whether it's to do with the cost of your borrowing. Perhaps as a family, have you looked at ways on how you can start saving a little bit more? Is there a lot of wastage going on? Are you cooking too often? Are you going to the shops too often? What are the small wins that you can do as a family to help save a little bit more money? So, of course, Talk Money Week has been all about how we can help families, how we can help individuals out there to start addressing their financial situation. And of course, this is the second show this week because it is so, so important This is a topic that families really don't want to talk about. We always sort of think to ourselves, oh, it's not polite to talk about money. But of course, if COVID has taught us nothing except for this, then the important thing is that we do start having open, frank discussions about money. And if you've got a good way of saving money, have you come up with a something, a good tip that works for you as a family? Then, of course, I always say it on the show, please do share it. If it works for you and your family, then the chances are it's going to work for another family out there. So today on the show, what are we going to be discussing? Obviously, we're talking money. And we are talking to Lorraine Gums today, who is from Agility Eco. And Lorraine's firm is a company, it's a charity that is identifying ways for people to save money to do with their energy. Lorraine, welcome to our show, Get Families Talking. Thank you. It's good to be joining you. Thank you. Have you had a good week? I've had a very busy week, as you can imagine with everything that's going on with regards to energy prices you know the service that we offer has been in really great demand so it's it's been a good week yeah excellent and I can imagine actually with the weather getting cooler now as well goodness me we've had a really cold snap this week haven't we and a lot of people have thought to themselves oh let's put that heating on again And yet again, and it just does seem sometimes, and I'm so pleased, actually, that actually you've got a jumper on. Yeah, I've got a jumper on. So, you know, I practice energy efficiency, I have to say. And I think it's we started to get a little bit frosty now. So people are putting their boilers on and they are getting worried about how much it's going to cost to keep themselves warm over winter. So uh, we have seen quite a big increase in the referrals over the last couple of weeks. 
Yeah. Now, of course, I do want to talk to you a little bit more as well and go into more detail about all of this, because it's really, really important. We do share with our listeners how we can help them to save money on their energy bills, because, of course, that's certainly something that isn't reducing in price, is it, at the moment? It's not going to reduce in price. And I think that's the worrying thing is that, you know, normally it's a case of a shop around and you can get a better tariff. You can't do that at the moment. So the only way you can really save on your energy bills is thinking about how you use your energy and how you can use less really. But we still want people to keep warm and well. We don't want people to be switching their boilers off and being cold. We still want people to be warm and well through winter. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, what I want you to do is sit back with your warm jumper on, please, Lorraine, (laughs) and see if my story warms you up, because we have a little bit of a tradition on Get Families Talking. We have to have a story for the children. All right. So we are going to be talking. It is a money related story and it is about Amsty meeting Mr. Lone Shark. So little ones, grab an adult, make them sit down with you for a few minutes and enjoy our short story. Amsty meets Mr. Lone Shark. It was a quiet Wednesday afternoon. Amsty was just using the time to catch up on some precious sleep. The younger computers like the swish Mr. Mac and the sleek Miss Leno didn't realise that Amsty needed his afternoon naps to help him keep on top of his game and back up all the information in his hard drive. They were younger and of course their memories and storage had no problems. Lots of gigabytes there or something like that. Amsty's bones ate and quite often the keys on his keyboard would stick and make quite a clack when they were being pressed. Nevertheless, he was going strong and he certainly had no intention of being retired away anytime soon. Amsty was away with the fairies in a land dreaming of new technologies when suddenly he was startled awake by a young student whacking books on his keyboard. The young student, Hassan, was in a mood, a bad mood, and he was going to make sure everyone knew about it, including poor old Amsty. Hassan wanted to buy a game for his PS4. All his friends had one, and he wanted one now. He had a Saturday job in the local shop, But Hassan was no good at saving. He spent the money he earned as soon as it was in his bank account. He had never been much of a saver anyway. And anyway, the way he saw it, there was no point in hanging on to savings. He thought that is until the game was released and he realised it would take him weeks and weeks to save up for it. The other thing that annoyed Hassan was his maths homework. It had to be in tomorrow and he needed to finish it off today. He unpacked his bag and he dropped down into the chair. He found the online page for his homework on the school's portal. He made a start on the work, answering question after question. Suddenly, there was a pop-up on the screen. It was an advert. Borrow £500 now. We ask no questions. Easy repayment terms. We will arrange to pick up the cash from your home or school. 
text your mobile number and your address now for immediate cash. Hassan was so excited he could get the game. No questions asked. This was easy money for him. He started to type in his details. Amsty suddenly realised what this was. It was a loan shark preying on vulnerable people. Oh no, he had to work quickly. He could see the shark's teeth sharp and gleaming white approaching. Mrs. Auntie, where are you? Quick, we need you now. His call for help summoned Mrs. Auntie to the screen. She put up her antivirus wall and stood waiting, arms folded. It's all right, Amsty, I've got this. I know Mr. Loan Shark's game. The Loan Shark realised he was no match for Mrs. Auntie and her super antivirus protection. He drew back his teeth, took down his adverts, and he scuttled away with his cash to hide in the depths of the dark seas again. Phew! Well done me, said Amsty, as he thanked Mrs. Auntie for coming to the rescue. We've saved another one from the jaws of the loan shark, Mrs. Auntie. Good work. It was obviously too good an offer to be true, thought Hassan. He continued with his homework and he thought about how he could start saving some money. And the moral of that story, listeners, is loan sharks come in all forms. Please be aware. Listeners, I hope you've enjoyed that story. Certainly lots and lots of discussion points there in that story. And I'm not just talking about the digital parts of it. Yes, certainly you can go away and have a discussion on what we mean by that hard drive. What do we mean by those gigabytes and storage? What do we mean when we say he was startled awake by student whacking books onto his keyboard. Maybe the little ones could have a go at identifying where the keyboard is on a computer. And of course, as well as those digital terms, we've got lots and lots of ideas here for families to start thinking and talking about financial issues. What do we mean by a loan shark? Is it really possible for a loan shark to pop up an advert on the computer? Is that possible? And would a loan shark really borrow you £500? Is it quite dangerous to text your mobile number and address as well? And certainly, what do we mean by that? So please, families, have a discussion with your children about that, with your families loan sharks especially in the run-up to Christmas now as well and just briefly we heard from Lorraine just in that introduction about yes fuel prices energy prices are on the increase as are all prices it seems at the moment shopping bills are in the on the increase and certainly if there's a shortage of anything at the moment it's money so Lorraine What a great time to bring you into this discussion, please. I want to know all about you, please, and your services. I want to know what has kept you so busy on a Friday when most people are thinking it's the weekends approaching. I'll just start slowing down a little bit. But you've not done that today. What's kept you so busy? Not done it today. So 
a bit of background to myself, first of all. So I've I've worked in energy efficiency for over 20 years. Um, it's something that I love, that I really enjoy, because it's a way that I can help people reduce their energy bills, help them to keep warm and well in winter. And it's just a really nice feeling to know that you're doing something to help people. So, you know, that's why I love the job that I do. Um, and I'm really passionate about what I do. And it's lovely working for Agility Eco and working on, on the LEAP project because that's what I do all day long. So sort of in a nutshell, that the LEAP programme, it's an energy advice service. So it's an energy advice service. It's available to, to residents across the whole of the West Midlands. And what we can do, we can either pop in and see you at home or we can just give you the advice over the phone. But we can deal with um, a vast array of queries that you might have. So it could be, I would say in the past, a lot of the queries would be, am I on the right tariff? Is there a better tariff for me? Because at the moment with the increase in gas prices, unfortunately, there are no better tariffs out there at the moment. So if people's tariffs are coming to an end, the, the you know the option really is to stay with that that the normal tariff with that energy supplier you, there's no point in switching at the moment you're not going to get a better tariff i'm just thinking some of my listeners might be thinking what do we mean by tariff okay so it's how much you pay for your gas and electricity bill so most people don't really pay an awful lot of attention to this but when you get your ele- gas and electricity bill you will be paying x amount for how much electricity you use and x amount for how much gas you use um, and what will happen is that if you're like me, you will normally sign up for a fi- what I would call a fixed tariff. So you know exactly what you're paying each week, each month for the next year. Is it normally energy- just fixed for one year? It depends. So some energy companies might fix it for 18 months. They might mm. fix it for two years. But what it means is that you, you've not got any worries that if the energy prices suddenly go up as they have now, you will still be paying the same amount. So if your direct mm. debit is £100 a month, it will be £100 a month for the whole of that year. The problem that we've got now is because the energy the energy prices are so high, those fixed prices are also very high. So whereas your, your direct debit might be £100, if you look to switch supplier now, you know, I've heard people that say that their direct debit is doubling, it's doubling to £200 a month because those fixed tariffs aren't there. But what the government does have in place is what you've probably heard about on the pre- in the press and, and social media is they have what's called your standard variable tariff. And that's a price that is set by the government and Ofgem and they, the energy companies can't increase that price. And that basically is the, the, right, the best price to be on at the moment because that price is fixed now until April of next year. And then the government will look and see what they're going to fix it again for the next six months. Right. So am I right in saying there, Lorraine, that that standard variable tariff that you've said, it's been fixed by the government. So does that mean that every single energy provider has to have that same standard variable tariff? Yeah, they all have to offer that standard variable tariff. They can't go above it. So, yeah, it's fixed. But that fixed term tariff that can differ from different energy providers. So say, for example, my energy provider at the moment, I think is Scottish Power. So when my, and I think my provider before that was Eon. So when my, when my contract as such was, it's it's a little bit like your your mobile phone contract. Mm. You want to see if you can get a better deal when your contract comes to to an end, don't you? Um, So when my contract came to an end with Eon, I shopped around and found a better tariff. So I switched energy provider to Scottish Power and then I have a fixed price with them. And I think mine finishes around about February of next year. 
Right. Would it not be safe? I mean, I'm saying this as a bit of a devil's advocate here, but would it not be safe to say that actually energy providers are looking after us and surely they would put all their customers on the best tariff? They don't. So they don't. So, you know, if if you or your listeners ever watch the Martin Lewis program, he's always talking about it, isn't he? And that's the one thing that I do love him for is they don't. So even, even if I'm with Scottish Power and I'm on a tariff, when my tariff comes towards an, to an end, they don't automatically tell me what they will. They won't automatically switch me to the best tariff. When, my, when the contract comes to an end, they will say that we have these tariffs available and this this is a better one for you. But if you don't switch to it, they just put you to the standard variable tariff, which normally is higher. But in these only because it's so unusual at the moment that the gas prices are so high that, you know, under normal circumstances, you wouldn't want to go into that variable tariff. But now it doesn't matter because there are just no good fixed deals out there at the moment. Right. So really, even if even if our listeners do nothing else, they need to sit down, be it as a family, be it as an individual, be it as a couple. They need to sit down, stop burying their heads and thinking, yeah. oh, it'll all be all right because it won't be all right, you need to look at that bill. You do. Pull it up, you need to look at that tariff. Yeah, Yeah. you need to look at the bill. Um, And the other thing that, you know, that people need to look at as well is they need to look at things like meter readings because nobody comes out to read your meter anymore now, do they? So the government's obviously encouraging people to have smart meters and smart meters are great, you know, because it just means that you don't have to read your meter anymore and you will always be up to date with your your um, with your bills. But mm. if you if you don't have a smart meter and you have to give meter readings, please do make sure you keep them up to date because what we do come across is a lot of people that don't give up to date meter readings. And then finally, you know, their energy companies say, well, we need a meter reading. They give that meter reading and all of a sudden they're in debt because the energy companies kept, un, you know, underestimating how much energy they're using. And all of a sudden they've got a bill then of a thousand pounds and they're thinking, how yeah. am I going to pay this? Yeah. So I know it's a really silly little thing, but, you know, if you haven't got a smart meter, then please do make sure your meter readings are up to date. So you're not going to get into debt with your bills. It's a really simple and easy thing to do. Yeah. But you can understand that, can't you? Because if a family is struggling and they're thinking, actually, I've been asked for my meter reading, but they have actually estimated it a little bit less. Yeah. You're sort of thinking in your head, it's OK, I'll get away with it this month. But of course, the long term effect is that next month and especially with energy prices increasing all the time, you may end up paying so much more. And as yep. Lorraine has said there, you know, you could well find yourselves in debt. And that's, of course, that opens the door then, doesn't it? To all it sorts does, of yeah. unsavory characters like the Mr. Loan Shark. That exactly. We just about. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Right. So you've really set the ground there. You've made us all wake up and think, actually, we've got to do this now. So please tell us, how does your organisation, how does Agility Echo help us with this, please? So as I said, we, we, run, we run our LEAP Energy Advice Service. It's a service there, so we have trained energy advisors. So all you need to do is just give us a call or go to our website and we can book an appointment in with you. And one of our energy advisors will either pop round and see you or they will do the advice call over the phone with you and they can deal with any of your energy issues, any of the queries that you might have. So it might be that you just want to check that you're on the right tariff. It might be that you've got an issue with your energy company because about meter readings. 
It could be that um, you want to know about the warm homes discount. So I don't know if, if your listeners are aware, but um, if you're on um, particular benefits, so if you're on pension guarantee credit, you should automatically get £140 of your electricity bill if, you, if your electricity is supplied by one of the larger energy providers. So that's the key thing. But if you're not, um, if you don't get a um, pension guaranteed credit, you may still be able to get that £140, but you will just need to apply. But we will do that for you. So right. we will we will check to see who your energy provider is. We'll see if they offer the warm home discount and then we will sign you up for it. And then at least you can get your £140 off your electricity bill. It's not immediate. It's any time between now and the end of March, but at least that's a little bit extra on your en- saving on your energy bill. Right. So why are not well, I mean, I'm sort of thinking to myself, this is something that's coming from the government and, you know, people on that particular benefit should all be entitled to it. Mm-hmm. But why are all the energy companies not party to this agreement? So the way that it works is it's only energy companies that have a certain amount of customers have this obligation. So, you know, at the moment, so a lot of the energy companies that have actually gone out of business are very small companies that they don't have to do it. I can't remember, I will be honest, I can't remember what the level is that they need to have, but it's a few hundred thousand customers they've got to have. But as soon as they hit that level of customers, it means that energy company then has to offer what's called the warm homes discount. So some energy companies keep their level of customers below that level so they don't have to do it. But as you get bigger, so the likes of British Gas, Power, you know, Scottish Power, Octopus, Shell Energy, they will all offer this warm homes discount. But it's it's always just worthwhile just checking to make sure that your energy provider offers it. And if they do, just check if you're eligible and make that application now. OK. And is it a difficult application? It's really simple. As I said, as long as you've got your account number, you can normally do it online. Your mm. energy company will just ask you a few questions. But as I said, if you come through to LEAP, our advisor will do that for you. You don't need to do it yourself. We can do that for you as long as we've got your account number. Super, because, of course, one of my biggest concerns is is the level of digital lack lack of digital awareness out there, really. And with everything, you know, particularly things like this as well, going online, we know that there are millions of people out there who really struggle to do anything online. They may not have the device. They may not have the knowledge or the skills to do it. So it's absolutely super to hear that actually your organisation, Agility Echo, through this program can actually do this for our listeners as well that's what we hear it's any little thing that we can do to help support residents and I said that 140 pounds is is a big difference you know that will be a good contribution towards your electricity bill over the winter exactly exactly and it could be the difference couldn't it yes so please you mentioned LEAP Mm -hmm. what does LEAP stand for so LEAP stands for Local Energy Advice Partnership. We we get funded by energy companies, so that's why we can offer the service free to everybody. So that's why there's no ch- charge for the service. And as I said, it covers the whole. It, it works covers the whole of the West Midlands. So Birmingham, Sandwell, Dudley, Walsall, Coventry, Solihull, the wider West Midlands, Wolverhampton, Dudley, Worcester, Warwickshire. It's it's quite a wide area that we cover just for the Midlands area. Yeah. Okay. And of course, um, Lorraine, some of our listeners are obviously out of the area as well. Um, So will there be a similar scheme in their area? Yeah. So so basically, um, so LEAP offers a service in, in lots of different areas across the country. 
But if it doesn't happen to be an area where we can offer a home energy advice service, we also have a sister advice service, which is called Connect for Help, which offers basically exactly the same advice as LEAP. It's just that we don't have the, the coverage to do a home visit. So we just actually do the advice over the phone. But between LEAP and Connect for Help, we cover the whole of England, Scotland and Wales. We cover the whole of the UK. Super. So people absolutely everywhere will be able to get yeah. access to this service. Yeah. Now, how do people apply? Really straightforward. So we have a free phone number and the free phone number is 0800 060 7567. And that, that uh, at the moment, the, the contact centre is open uh, quarter to nine till 530 Mm-hmm. But as we get into winter, we do extend our opening hours. So we do start working a little bit later till seven o'clock at night. And we're also open on a, a Saturday morning. Okay. If residents don't want to call in, we've also got a website, which is just applyforleap.org.uk. There's lots of useful information on there as well about saving energy. But again, there's a little button there at the top, which is apply now. And there's just a little application form that they need to fill in. And then one of our contact centers will call them to book them in for an appointment. And that, of course, is open 24-7. That's open 24-7, yep. So it yeah. doesn't stop you. And and once you make that application online, we do our best to contact you within 48 hours so you don't have to wait long for us to give you a call back. Super. And then hopefully, I mean, if it's a query that can be dealt with over the phone, then your advisors will deal with that query over the phone. And if it's not, then they will arrange a home visit. Yeah. So what, what will happen is that the, the guys in the contact centre, if it's if it's something we can just give a quick answer to, we will do that. If it's something that we think they need some extra advice, we'll either book them in for another, what we call an in-depth telephone call. So we'll book them in separately to have that a call with them. Or if we feel they would benefit from a home visit, we'll book them in for a home visit. The service yeah. that we provide, whether or not it's over the phone or in the home, is exactly the same. It's mm-hmm. just really whether or not what suits that particular resident best. If they prefer to, some people at the moment because of COVID don't want people in their homes still. Yeah. So that's why we still do the telephone advice. But, you know, we're more than happy to go in homes and we are all COVID safe. They will wear face coverings. Um, you know, they will wipe surfaces down and stuff. So we make it as safe as possible. Fantastic. And I know I heard it and I understood it, but just in case some of my listeners are thinking there must be a cost to this. There's obviously an eligibility criteria and I never hit those buttons. So there's no <laughs> point in me even listening to this any further. Can you just repeat that little bit there, please? Right. So the service is free to everybody. There is an eligibility criteria. The eligibility criteria is is, is as wide as we can make it. So basically, If you're on any benefits and child benefit is one of the benefits, you will be eligible for the scheme. If you claim any benefits, means tested or disability benefits, you'll be eligible for the scheme. If you don't get any benefits, then we do ask about your income, but we make the income threshold really quite high. So if you take, you know, um, two adults and two children in a property, the income threshold is just over 30,000 but it jumps to over 40,000 if there's four children in the property. So that's quite a high income threshold. Mm. But obviously, we do appreciate that people are still going to struggle, but may not be on any benefits. And it might be because, as you know, there's lots of people out there that are not collecting, you know, claiming the benefits they're entitled to. So but if but if if there's somebody in the household that's on any that suffers from any long term health conditions. So it could be respiratory. So it could be things like COPD or it could be asthma. It could be mental health. It could be cardiovascular it could be cancer. It could be the fact that they just get free prescriptions. If they get a, if they suffer from a health problem, again, they will be eligible. Right. Um, 
We also have like a general vulnerability criteria. So if somebody, if they suffered from a recent bereavement, they'd be eligible for it. If they've been a victim of domestic abuse and violence, they'd be eligible. If um, somebody that's moving into the first home because they've been homeless again, they'd be eligible. So we've yeah. tried to make the eligibility criteria as wide as possible to help vulnerable residents. And to be clear, you only have to meet one of those criteria and it just has to be anybody in that household. So if you're in an extended household and it could be, you know, it could be grandparents or aunties mm -hmm. and uncles and everybody's living in there. It just needs to be one person that's eligible, makes the whole household eligible for the scheme. That is super, isn't it? And as you said earlier, you've made it so wide to really as many people as possible can actually apply for this help. Yeah. Are you finding that people are taking up the help? Do you know what? It has suddenly become very busy. If I was to say, you know, we, we kind of, we do operate the service over the summer, but as you can imagine, in the summer, it's quite quiet. Mm. People are thinking, well, I would have said in the past, they're thinking about holidays, but the sun's shining, you know, the children are off school. It's not a thing that people think about. And then it gets to September and you start to see the referrals increase because it's getting a little bit chillier. It gets to October, November time. At the moment, across the whole of the country, I've got well over a thousand referrals that are sitting there waiting for our resident, you know, for us to contact. And we, you know, we, we are just getting more and more every day. Yeah. And I was going to say, do you feel that it's because of the COVID situation? Do you think that's made it worse? But then, of course, we've got COVID. And then on top of that, we've got the energy increase price. Gosh. Yeah. I think it's like it's become a perfect storm. So you've got COVID and then you've got the end of furlough. So you've got some households that have been furloughed and now furlough has ended and they've lost their job. You've got the fact that universal credit, that, that people on universal credit are losing that extra £20 uplift. So they're suffering. And then on top of that, you've got the increase in, in energy prices. So it's like you've got all those elements going on at the moment and it's just making, the, you know, the, the situation just 10 times worse than it normally is. You know, we always see an increase in winter, but I think, you know, as you said, because of COVID, because of furlough, everything that's going on. And the other thing, and this affected me last year, because although I work from home normally anyway, obviously when we were all in lockdown over winter, the whole family was at home. So mm. if it was just me at home, as you can see, I'm in my jumper at the moment. Yeah, I may not have the heating on all day because I'm thinking I'll have it on, you know, for a few hours in the morning and it will come on in the evening when everybody else comes home. But during the day, I'll just wrap up, you know, and I, I might yeah. put it on for an hour. But obviously, when the whole of the family's at home, you've got that heating on then, haven't you, 24-7? So, yeah. And I think that's the other thing that people have forgotten about is that over the winter, if you're all going to be at home again, you're not going to want to turn the heating off and we don't want people sitting there shivering in the cold it's just going to have an impact on your health and that's not good no you're absolutely right and the problem is now you know we are in the worst period aren't we yeah. and if you're not warm then you are going to become ill and if you become ill you know it's the impact of all of that then isn't yeah. it? it's going to impact on the whole family and that's the last thing that you need so yeah absolutely I understand that you've got to be warm Listeners, I hope you're enjoying the show today. We have got Lorraine Gums on from Agility Echo and we are talking energy bills, but we're not being the doom merchants here and talking about, goodness me, hasn't the price increased? No, we leave that to the government. What we are talking about is how we can help you to reduce those bills and make sure that you are getting all the help that is out there. I hope you're enjoying the show. We are going to go in for a very short, quick break. Do join me again. I'm going to continue talking to Lorraine after the break on Get Families Talking.
Hello and Asalaamu Alaikum listeners and welcome back to Get Families Talking. And we are certainly talking, we are talking Talk Money Week this week. So we are talking to you about how we can help you to save money this session on your energy bills. And we have got Lorraine Gums on the show today. Lorraine is from Agility Echo and she is talking to us about energy energy bills and how we can reduce those and the services and the help that is available out there. Lorraine, welcome back to my show. Thank you. Super. Now, just in case some of our listeners have only just tuned in, can you please give us a little bit of a recap on what is LEAP? So LEAP is an energy advice service. It's available um, across the whole of the Midlands and wider. And we have trained home energy advisors that can help people support them in trying to reduce their energy bills. So things like checking on their tariffs, about meter readings, giving advice and tips on how they can reduce their, their energy costs. Super. And you gave us a telephone number to contact. Yep. I did. So if anybody needs an yep, if anybody needs any help, we have a free phone number, which is 0800 060 7567. Or we also have a website, which is just um, applyforleap.org.uk. Brilliant. And of course, there were limited times as to when the helpline is open, but we made the point there actually the website as well has got a contact us button on there. And of course, that's available 24-7. So please do, listeners, get onto the old Amsterdam and have a look and see how you can get the support that you need. Now, Lorraine, I do want to ask you, what other help can you offer, please? What else can our listeners tap into out there? There is lots of help and support for uh, vulnerable residents. So obviously from from a LEAP point of view, we've got the energy advice. And basically all the extra support that we do stems from us having that advice call or going to see somebody in their home. Because what we can do is once we're in the home or on the phone with um, with a resident, we can see if they might be eligible for some of the other schemes that we offer. So... Some of the other schemes that we offer, which are not just energy advice, is we can help people with heating and insulation. Mm. So in the past, you know, you've probably heard on the government, you know, you need to get your loss insulated, your cavity walls insulated to make sure your house is nice and warm. So, I mean, there are eligibility criteria and this is where it does get a little bit complicated. But this is when, you know, if we speak to somebody, we will know if they're eligible and make that referral. But, you know, if we come across somebody and they say they're lost, not insulated, we'll check to see if they're eligible and we can make a referral to try and get that done for them. One of the key things really is that, you know, there's no point in having a a really nice heating system that keeps you warm, but then you lose all the heat through your loft and, and and through your walls. You want to keep that heating. So it's always really key that you've got your house properly insulated. But we can also help people if they've got problems with their boilers. So we run a scheme which is called um, ECHO. It is only aimed at owner occupiers. So unfortunately, if you rent your property either from a landlord, you know, social landlord or private landlord, we can't help. But your landlord should deal with any heating problems you've got. But -hmm. if you're an owner occupier and you're on means tested or disability benefits and your boiler is broken down, then we will try and either repair and replace that boiler for you. So as you can imagine, that is a very popular scheme. Right. And, you know, whilst you were talking about that, I was actually thinking because this morning I was talking to one of my learners 
and uh, she's having boiler problems and I just happened to mention to her and I said has your boiler been fixed yet because she was expecting someone to come around yesterday and fix it and she said no she said we're still freezing and there's no hot water still in the house so there you go now I know something there I will go back to her and say oh I think you ought to contact Leap about this super you mentioned there about insulation as well now, there may be families out there who mm-hmm. don't know if their loft is insulated. Yeah. Is there an easy way that they may be able to find out? Because obviously, if they're in a, you know, if they're in a tenant situation, then it might be that they never actually have to go up to the loft. How do yeah. they know? Well, unfortunately, the only way to check to see if your loft is insulated is to go up and check in the loft. So unfortunately, that is the only way to do it. You literally just need to pop your head in the loft and have a look to see if you've got, I suppose it looks like fibre. It looks like fibre that is that is there that's lying there. And if you if you have got insulation and it's up to the joists, so you know where the wooden whether the wooden slats are across the roof, then you've got insulation there and you'll be okay. It should be mm-hmm. at least to that, it should at least be the height of the joists, if not above. But if you look in the loft and you think there's not anything in there, then you definitely need to get your loft insulated. Your loft insulated because you lose 25% of your heat goes out through the through your roof. So it's really key to get that done. Mm. And I know a lot of residents are like, well, it's where I store my suitcases or the Christmas tree or the Christmas decorations. Well, would you rather lose 25% of your heat through your loft um, and so and 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 lose that money, or would you rather keep it in and then save on your energy bills? 25% is a huge amount, a there, isn't it? I mean, that's a quarter. Listeners, that's a quarter of your heat. You're heating the house up, but a quarter of it is actually escaping through the roof. Yeah, okay. Right, I have to ask a question here. Is it easy enough to install? Is it something that, you know, one of my listeners might be thinking, actually, I've got nothing up there. Do I have to get a builder in? Do I have to get somebody in to sort this out for me? Or is it something that they can do themselves? It. Do you know what? It is probably a fairly simple. If you, if you do DIY, it's probably a fairly simple thing to do. You can go to B&Q, you can buy the rolls and you can roll it yourself. You do obviously need protective um, equipment, um, you know, like gloves and masks and stuff to do it. But if you're kind of, you know, somebody that's happy doing DIY then, or, you know, or somebody in the family's happy doing it, then it's a simple enough job. But if it's something that you're worried about, then, you know, you can contact us and we can find a contractor to do it for you. The only difference is, is probably getting a contractor to do it for you. Obviously, the charges are a little bit higher. We will check to see if there's any grant funding to help cover the cost of getting that done for you. Yeah, so it's well worth actually for someone if they are in that situation to have a conversation with you, because never mind, you know, my listeners thinking, oh, I've got to get a trip up to B&Q and go and find the money to buy this and then do it myself. Have a word with Lorraine. It might be that she can find you a little pot of money um, and hopefully somebody else can sort that out for you. Now, of course, the boiler installation, that's not something that they can do themselves, is it? No, it's not. So so any problems you have with your boilers, unfortunately, you need to get a gas safe registered engineering yes. to get that done for you. But as I said, with, with our scheme, it, the aim of our scheme is that if, if we do find out that you're eligible, we do aim to get your boiler up and working within two working weeks. So right. I know that sometimes, you know, that sounds a long time. But obviously, if you haven't, you know, if you wanted to get, I had to get a new boiler in March and it cost me over £2,000. I think it cost me nearly £2,500 to get a new boiler. So it's not cheap trying to get a new boiler. 
So obviously our scheme is there to help people that can't afford to pay for that as long as they meet, you know, our eligibility criteria. But we will either try and repair it because sometimes we can just repair the boiler and it's done and dusted when the engineer calls out. But if we can't repair it, we will look to get that person a new boiler. Okay, and of course, people are always worried about, well, who's the installer going to be? Are they approved? How will I know that they're approved if I have to get it? Are you taking care of all of that? We take care of all of that. So what we have is we have we have a group of sort of approved contractors that work on our scheme. So we make sure they've got all the relevant qualifications all the relevant um, accreditations. We make sure they follow all the guidelines. We make sure, you know, we follow up. We also follow up. We do quality assurance with them. So we go out and we will check the work that they've done. Um, but we also do quality checks with our residents. So, you know, if you've had a boiler installed by us, you might be one of the, the people that we call and say, you know, how did you get on? And then, you know, we can feed that back to, to the contractor. Mm. So, um, you know, we want to make, you know, we don't want to be a cowboy company where we just go out and fit boilers and walk away. We want to be there to help and support residents. Brilliant. And what about guarantees? Because, of course, boilers, you know, some of these boilers last for an awfully long time. Do they come with guarantees or is it just a case of pot luck? <laughs> no, no, no. So the boilers, the boilers will all, always come with whatever the standard guarantees with that boiler. And I know exactly what you mean about boilers, because in the olden days, you had a boiler and it probably lasted you 20 years. You know, <laughs> nowadays, if you have a boiler, you're lucky if it lasts you 10 years, aren't you nowadays? I think that's it. That's the case. But no, the boilers all come with a standard guarantee. Um, and with their warranty. So if there's any problems during that time, they just need to contact the, the, the contractor and they will come out and sort that out for them. Fantastic. It sounds like it's too good to be true, Lorraine, doesn't it? <laughs> I know what we get lots of people say that. How can you do it? You know, again, is it true? And we think, yes, it is true. We've managed to get the funding to offer this. Um, you know, and we will run, you know, we will run it the scheme for as long as we can. Our boiler replacement scheme only operates in the winter anyway. It only starts in September and it tends to finish round about March time because that's what our funders will only fund it to for, for that time of year because they, they seem to think in the summer if your boiler breaks down, it's not an emergency. It is still an emergency because mm. you still need hot water, but you don't need the heat. So that's why it only operates in the winter. Right. So people have got to be really, really quick with this now, haven't they? Yeah. So, you know, if anybody has got a broken down boiler and they're on means tested or disability benefits, then it's worthwhile giving us a call to see if we can help. Super. I'm going to ask you to repeat that number again, please, Lorraine, because it might be some of my listeners have thought, hang on a minute, that pen's not working. I've got a pen now. Now I'm waiting. What's the number? What's the website, please? (laughs) So the number is 0800 060 7567. And the website is just apply for leap org.uk if you just if you if you forget everything else if you just put into google website um, you know search leap leap i think leap is the second thing that pops up on the search mm. engine now so if you if you do forget just pop leap in and you will find us that way anyway all right listeners if you've missed that then it's leap which is l-e-a-p it stands for local energy advice partnership Just put that straight into Auntie Google and hopefully it will come up. If you have missed it or you forget after the show, then please don't worry. You know my number here. Get in touch with me. It's Half Shot on Get Families Talking. And we will certainly make sure that you get the advice there that you need to to contact uh, Lorraine and her colleagues at uh, LEAP and get some information on that. Now, question to be asked here. 
is this scheme backed by the council or are you simply doing this because you've managed to get some funding and you want to help people? No, it is backed by the council. So we're working very closely with Birmingham City Council. So as it happens, um, this week and next week, I am doing loads of awareness sessions with council staff to make sure that they're aware of the scheme as well. So when they're talking to residents, um, householders, you know, in their day to day job that they can refer to us. So if you go on the council website, you will find information as well about us as well. So we always work. We always do our best to work in partnership with the local authority to get Mm -hmm. their support as well on what we do. Right. And one other thing I do want you to emphasise, please, for my listeners, is this is not, you know, it's a time bound process. You know, it's not a case of I'll I'll put that thought away and file it away. Something happens, people get busy and they think to themselves, oh, I'll leave that for another month, another month. Have they got time to leave it for many months? No. So so the way that um, our, our energy advice programme works is at the moment, it's due to end at the end of March. We will get more funding to keep it going after March. But what the funders don't like doing is funding it over the summer, because, as they say, there's not they don't feel there's a need for it over the summer. So if anybody wants to get help, you know, bear in mind that, um, that you know, we are looking the scheme will potentially close at the end of March next year. So, yes, it looks like there's plenty of time. But we're already in November. Next thing we know, it'll be Christmas. It'll be December. Then it's January. And then we'll all be thinking it's Easter. And then you forgot you've lost your opportunity. Yeah. And of course, a lot of listeners might be thinking, actually, and we all do this, don't we? We always think, oh, it's a bit cold now to be changing the boiler. I will leave it until the warmer months. I'll leave it until the summer before I do that little piece of work there. Um, But no, listeners, on this one, you haven't got time. You need to start thinking about this now and putting action into play. Lorraine, what measures are available? So, as I said, so it's things like if your boiler's broken, we can get you a new boiler. Mm. If you need your loft or your cavity wall insulation. So your cavity wall insulation is for newer properties where they drill the holes in and put the insulation in. That's available as well. We do also offer in in the Midlands a scheme called Connected for Warmth, which offers residents first-time central heating. So if there's anybody out there that doesn't actually already have a gas central heating system, we might be able to get them a a, a free gas central heating system. So it's aimed at people that may already have a gas supply, but they just have gas fires, but haven't got radiators or, or a boiler. Or it could be that they're all electric and they want to have gas central heating. Again, there is eligibility criteria. And obviously there are issues that if you haven't got a gas supply, we need to get you a gas supply. But we also offer free central heating as well. So um, so if somebody's out there and all they've got is a gas fire and just thinks I've never been able to afford gas central heating, then again, we might be able to help. Super. Goodness me. They've just got to get in touch with you, haven't they? Yeah. Now, tell me, what about things like, you know, the white goods? It always seems, doesn't it? The months get cooler and that's it. The washing machine will go or, you know, something will go. The tumble dryer. How can you help there, please? So we, we do offer a scheme which replaces white goods. Residents cannot, they can't self-refer to that scheme. They do need to have an advice call with us. Um, and in order to be eligible, they need to be either on benefits or be on a low income. But if they have got an old inefficient, you know, fridge or fridge freezer or electric cooker, then potentially we can look to replace it. The only thing that I just need to make people aware of is that although it's a replacement scheme, it doesn't replace it like for like. 
So if you've got a lovely big American fridge freezer, you don't get another lovely big American fridge freezer. You get a standard fridge freezer. They're fairly mm-hmm. basic models that we replace them with. But the whole point is that they, you know, that they will be more energy efficient. But it's not you won't get exactly what you had in the first place. So that's what people just need to bear in mind. Right. But to be clear here, in order for it to be energy efficient, that means that it will save people money on their energy bills. That's the key thing. Yeah. So if you've got, you know, if you've got a washing machine or a fridge or a freezer that's sort of, you know, eight, nine, ten years old, it will be less energy efficient than the ones that you have now. So obviously replacing that with a newer model will, will save on your energy bills. Yes. Fantastic. And people might be thinking, in order for me to go for these schemes, have I got to change my energy supplier? No, it's got nothing to do with your energy supplier at all. So although we get funding from energy suppliers, we do not. You don't need to switch energy provider. You don't need to do anything like that at all. It's purely on when we talk to you either in the home or on the phone, we will assess your needs and we will see the best way that we can help you. Goodness me, I think you have saved our listeners so much money here. You know, honestly, the whole hour has just been about saving money by insulation, saving money with the boiler scheme, saving money with the heart scheme where you're replacing white goods. And of course, you know, that first time central heating. I have learned so much, Lorraine, and I'm sure my listeners have today as well. That's been absolutely amazing. Thank you. No, thank you for inviting me on because I live in Birmingham. I'm really passionate about making sure that you know, the residents of Birmingham and the West Midlands benefit from the services, you know, that we've got on offer. And I'm always about spreading the word to make sure that we can help as many people as we can. Yeah, help as many people as we can. Keep them warm and well and keep that Mr. Lone Shark away from their doors. Definitely. That's what we want, isn't it? Definitely. Lorraine, thank you so much for joining our show today. Before you go, can you please just one more time repeat that number for my I listeners? will indeed. <laughs> it's 0800 and the office is open quarter to nine till 5.30 every day. Um, and as we get into winter, we do open a little bit later till seven o'clock in the evening and open on a Saturday morning. But Super. if you don't and want to go, is, is just applyforleap.org.uk. But if you forget everything else, just pop Leap in and the search engine and you'll find us. Brilliant. Lorraine, thank you so much for joining us today. I really, really enjoyed the show. Thank you. Thank you. Listeners, I hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope you've sort of had lots and lots of thoughts there about how you can save money. Please have these discussions at home with your families, with your children and get moving, get moving on those things, all those ideas that Lorraine has shared with us today. Inshallah, inshallah, I will see you and speak with you all next week. In the meantime, have yourselves a great week and I'll see you next week on Get Families Talking with Hofsha. Asalaamu Alaikum. Thank you for listening to the Get Families Talking podcast. Please make sure you do subscribe to our podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. We value your opinions, so please feel free to contact us with your feedback or any other inquiries. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Get Families Talking podcast.